Is it possible that entrances to another world can be found at the Earth's poles? And if so, did Admiral Byrd actually pass through one of them? According to some ancient astronaut theorists, such gateways do exist. But rather than leading to inner Earth, they may be portals to another dimension. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's real. 290 a study on why it's called Democide. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 205 of the Art of the America podcast. I am your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me is the beautiful brown recluse, Mr. Art. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What is going on, people? Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, guys, if you're not doing well, please go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee. They got the hibiscus tea, which I apparently am my boy Jesus. Not a huge fan of hibiscus tea. I am, though. So he gave me some hibiscus tea, some caveman hibiscus tea the other day. Um, but, yeah, they got so many things. If you're not into either one of those, check out their hats. Check out their pants. Check it all out. Type in America at checkout to receive 15% off. Uh, that 15% off goes to helping us, helping them. Tag us, tag them. Shows that you care. Shows that what? It just shows that you care mostly. <laughs> but uh, tag us, tag them. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And yes, guys. So speaking of sponsors, make sure you guys check out our other sponsor, guys. The great, the powerful, the flavorful. That's the most important part. The flavorful. The most flavorful hot sauce you will ever find on any shelf across the world, including Antarctica from the months of November through February. <laughs> guys, El Yucateco hot sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. The Kings of flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of Flavor Town. And when I'm talking about Flavor Town, I'm talking about the best hot sauce you will ever eat. I guarantee it. And just in case you cannot find El Yucateco on your shelves, guys, just go to shopelucateco.com, enter promo code DOAMERICA. DOAMERICA is one word. And that, guys, that will get you 10% off your entire purchase. And just like Caveman Coffee, they got a whole assortment of shoes, hats. Um, they had a whole barbecue going on, I believe, like in Florida or whatnot, like where they had like the El Yucateco like hand sign. It was like the heavy metal sign, which I think is badass. I might just buy one on my own. I know we're getting a care package soon. Where we're supposed to get out stuff, so hopefully they include that 
that foam finger, you know, metal sign or whatever. But, but if they don't, I'm gonna go to Shop El Yucateco, enter promo code Do America, use my own promo code, save 10% off. Maybe might put it in the studio here. But guys, we are not here to talk about coffee or hibiscus, hibiscus teas or cornhole with El Yucateco logos on it today. Huh. Today we are doing the topic finally. Finally doing the topic of the hollow earth theory. And if you've been a fan of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast, or, you know, you've worked your way backwards, you know, let's say you became a fan, you know, recently in the last few months and whatnot, and you work your way back, you know, one of our first classic episodes um, was probably our, our best episode up until that point was the episode about flat earth, where we kind of mentioned, you know, somewhere within there that like flat earth, a silly ass concept. But hollow earth, kind of a kind of a, a more interesting concept. So Art, I'll let you go ahead and talk about that. About the differences in hollow earth. I actually as as I was uh, doing some research on this whole thing, found a uh, flat earth to be I see a little bit of like their arguments a little bit more. I'm not a flat earther, but I find some of their arguments being like that is compelling. Uh I didn't know the small amount of actual facts that we had on how gravity works. That's fucking weird to me that we know so little about gravity. But anyways, hollow earth, very simple concept here. Uh, We're talking about the earth. Imagine the earth. Imagine it being hollow, which I guess to a certain extent, it, it is hollow. There is caves that go pretty deep down. But as far as we're aware, we've only been i think it's eight miles down that we've been able to bury our way down before uh the earth got too hot and Mm -hmm. started uh destroying the tools that we were using but basically that's the belief that there is another civilization or other creatures some kind of like jurassic world that's living (laughs) underneath the the surface uh of of earth um pretty interesting concept pretty Pretty cool. And a concept that's been, you know, in the media again due to the movie Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, yeah. It kept popping up during my research. I didn't know it was in there until I asked Jesus about it because I guess their last topic on their, like, on their podcast was about Godzilla versus King Kong. And I was like, damn, no wonder this shit keeps popping off on my research. <laughs> and, it, and that's the reason why I brought it up, too. This week we were supposed to do the the topic, or actually last week we were supposed to do the topic of the DC Cyper, um, but I kept falling asleep during my research. So I don't know if we'll ever touch that topic because it just seems so boring. Um, but, you know, we were in, the, me and my girlfriend, we were watching HBO Max. We haven't, you know, ventured off to the theaters just yet. Um, and she's like, you want to watch that King Kong versus Godzilla movie? And I was like, I guess, you know, I don't, whatever. How was you, it? What would you rate it? Um, uh, four out of 10. It was, yeah, it looked pretty stupid. It was a stupid movie, but, uh, they do talk about like, you know, hollow earth a lot. And like, that's where King Kong come, came from. And they actually do make spoiler alert. That's where King Kong and Godzilla come from. This like mythical land, um, uh, within the earth, uh, they had to go in through an entrance, uh, you know, in Antarctica um, to get King Kong back to Hollow Earth so he can get his magical axe and <laughs> fight Godzilla and shit. That's um, funny. But while he was in fucking um, Hollow Earth, you know, it's like this lush tropical land with its own sun and weird gravity where, like, gravity would pull him, you know, northern upward and as well as downward or whatever, but... Um, I was watching all these YouTube videos on it, and like they were saying, like this makes absolute no scientific sense. 
um, especially like with the lighting and, you know, the sun that's in there and whatnot. And I'm sure we'll get into all that, but um, I just thought it was only appropriate that now we take on the topic of hollow earth. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, as you were saying that, I would imagine there'd be less gravity than there would be on, on the surface. Mm Mm-hmm. So what if his like muscles are like all soft and doughy when he gets to the surface? He's like, oh my god, gravity's so much stronger up here. Yeah, and now he's just like crawling, like he's fucking, <laughs> like, oh man, I can't lift my arm. It's too fucking heavy up here. Like, let alone his axe. He yeah, an axe. Jesus axe. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That does this is this isn't adding up. But um, yeah, gravity is one of those things that I I would like to touch on Eventually. down the line. Yeah. So. Um, the theory of Hollow Earth doesn't begin, you know, with King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, it's actually a theory that has been in the minds of humanity. If you're listening to the Patreon, we talk about genetic memory, um, where, um, you know, Hollow Earth has pretty much been, you know, since the existence of time and consciousness or whatever, you know, man has theorized that, you know, the Earth is hollow. You know, whether you're talking about the Christian concept of hell, where, you know, you have this whole, like, you know, inner Earth you know, this is where Satan fell, you know, when Lucifer fell from heaven, you know, he went into the, the middle of the earth and this is where all the, the dead souls that, you know, no longer, you know, can be protected by the blood of Christ. You know, they all go, uh, the Jewish religion, they have Sheol. Um, also the Tibetan Buddhists, they have a thing called Shambhala, um, you know, which is located within the earth. But then, you know, the ancient Greeks, um, they believed in various caverns that led to the underworld. You know, occupied by a god, Zalmoxis, or something like that. Uh, Celtic mythology, they have a Kruachon, which is called the Ireland's Gate to Hell. Um, ancient cave creatures would emerge from this place. Uh, they also have Station Island in Luderg, um, which is called St. Patrick's Purgatory, you know, where a cave will literally lead you to, you know, what purgatory is, which is within the earth, apparently. Um, County Down in Northern Ireland uh, believe that they have tunnels. Um, in the land of Tuatha de Daemon, uh, where they believe a group of people came from within the earth. And this is where you get, like, all of Druids, basically. Like, this is where Druidic, you know, black magic and all that shit comes from. Uh, Hindu mythology, uh, Patala, uh, which is the underworld for the most beautiful place, more beautiful than heaven. Um, Taino, indigenous people of Cuba, believe their ancestors emerged from caves. Uh, from the underground, uh, Mexican folklore believes that there's caves in the mountain of Ojinagua, which possess devils and creatures like King Kong, Godzilla that came out um, of the earth, uh, German mythology. Uh, there's mountains between um, Eisenach and Gotha, uh, which believes that there was some kind of portals to inner earth. Uh, also, Russian legend uh, believes in Simioyeds. Uh, which believes that this was a Siberian tribe um, that came from caves inside the earth, and then various Native American legends, which believes that the first people, this is this is how they came to be, that they were created from within the earth, this is where God was at, and that you know the original people emerged from caves, and this is how you got humanity as it is today. So, you know, one thing I'd like to uh, point out at that point is evolution is pretty strange and i think that there must have been a a one point where like two types of like humanoids were like living which i think that that's that's kind of a proven thing that that there were like smaller humans that were like you know coexisting with like 
humans that were a little bit taller, but I mean, not full on humans, but you know, they were upright human, human ish kind of creatures. I think that that's probably where these like began. Like they probably didn't like, they probably like went further into caves and became more cave dwelling monkeys. And we were more like tree well dwelling (laughs) monkeys. And that's probably where that whole like, thing where it's like oh there's there's people who live in those caves kind of thing like mm-hmm. so i i could see where that that comes from like that's probably just where those stories of like oh there's fucking people in there and i'm sure that there's creatures that have gone extinct now that like mm-hmm. fucking live in caves like caves are pretty s- scary places to go even now by today's standards so. yeah correct remember when that like soccer team got lost in one and I was watching like the diagrams of like you know how, what it would take to get. I blew like Elon Musk like had to invent something like off the cuff to like go and save him or whatever. But like it was like this series of like different like pockets of like where there would be air, and then different pockets of like where there would be water. And at certain times, like it, all of that would like transverse. So if those if they didn't like swim to like the other side, that you know they would drown or they would lose oxygen. It's this is the weirdest place. And then you see like these documentary documentaries on caves. Like there's like a whole different ecosystem of like different minerals and animals that exist within there. So it's like almost in a way, it's almost a different world within the world. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're the the like planting the seed to like those like over the top worlds definitely starts off in in like grounded in reality. Like there's caves now mm-hmm. where I think there's like fungus that grows on the roof and it glows in the dark and like yep. you can swim through it and it's not harmful but it looks beautiful it almost looks like you're looking at the night sky with these glowing worms crawling on the roof and like there's caves where like there's snakes on the caves that just like will eat bats out of it i think there's a cave in mexico that has like these giant crystals like they look like they look completely fake but they're like crystals the size of buildings and it's just like it's supposed to be like really hot in there so i mean there's just there's just crazy like things that happen like mother nature will create insane things but um but and they're all real so i'm sure that people have explored those things and and like you know if you saw like a whole fucking cave full of giant crystals the size of buildings you would kind of be like this is fucking the gateway and it's really hot in here it's probably the gateway to like hell or something (laughs) like that like like yeah i'm sure that there's there's that like whenever like ancient societies say like Things like that. I just think that, like, obviously, the, the most obvious thing is, like, you look at the sky and it's like, God damn, that's super interesting and beautiful. The opposite end would be, like, a cave is fucking scary and, like, I don't want to go in there. Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't you, like, and depict one as heaven and one to be hell? And then we look back on it. We're Monday. We Monday morning quarterback, you know, information now. You know, back in, you know, ancient times, like, they didn't know everything that we know. They didn't have all the technology that we have. So there's no way that they would hold the knowledge of like, oh, okay, like you still got 4,000 miles to go before you reach, you know, the core of the earth, which is like a million feet down or whatever. So if you go down 20 feet, they don't know if they're going into the middle of the earth at that point. To them, that's the the lowest that they've ever been within, you you know, the surface and whatnot. So it's just like to them, like, oh, shit, this is, this is the middle of the earth right here. So like I look, you gotta, you kinda look at it with, those kind of eyes as well oh too. yeah yeah so like hell that could, that could literally just like when you look at greek mythology it's like somebody like takes you like on a river raft to hell which is you know just a cave that you know comes like once you go down this river path so it's just like they don't they, they don't know that yeah again 
you know, 4,000 miles, that's truly where the center of the earth is at. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the deepest cave that we've actually explored is like the size of like the Empire State Building and then like mm-hmm. the the Space Needle from Seattle. Like that's the way they drew it up in the YouTube video I watched. But it was like, if you stack those two things up, that's how deep the cave is, which is no joke. That's, that's pretty, pretty deep. And that's the deepest one we've explored so far. Um, so like, I could see how like ancient man, like exploring caves, like, yeah, man, the earth has got to be hollow. I mean, these caves seem to go on forever. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there were different caves back then as well. So like, yeah, I mean, and there's always just been a fascination with, with caves in general. Like there mm-hmm. are societies that, didn't build up they built down they built into like into the land and like all that stuff like super interesting that's a whole different story but there has always been a fascination with man and like what it can create most of the time we create upwards as opposed to downwards but still interesting stuff yeah so um that those that's like the original foundation of hollow earth um i believe um it doesn't really take off into popular modern consciousness until Edmund Halley or Haley, the dude that, you know, found Haley's comet, um, in 19 or 1692. Um, he was trying to come up with like some kind of explanation as to why, uh, compasses, you know, they go haywire, you know, every compass is supposed to, you know, point, you know, magnetic North and whatnot. But sometimes, you know, you'll be in a forest, you'll be in the Japanese suicide forest, or you'll be, you know, in a different forest somewhere. And, uh, the the compass doesn't work right. It doesn't point magnetic north. It starts going in all different directions. And his basic theory was is just like, yo, the Earth is hollow. Um, he said that you know, uh, that there it's a hollow shell that goes 500 miles thick, and that there's two inner shells, and that the um, with a core, and each shell has different atmospheres, and each sphere has its own magnetic pull. So I guess you have your outer core that we all live on. And then inside of it, like there's like these two orange slices, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they all have like their different, you know, magnetic, you know, pulls and whatnot. And they move at a different speed. And then he also said that, you know, that there is um, two uh, openings, one at the North and the South pole and that the Aurora Borealis is basically just gases escaping, you know, from those two openings within the earth. You know the thing about the two poles having um uh, having the openings like there's one on the top and one on the bottom like here's the butthole and here's like <laughs> the like mouth the mouth hole really doesn't make a lot of sense because you know I'm gonna throw another scientific wrinkle in here is uh the poles tend to change on Earth like scientists show that the poles used to be located in different areas mm-hmm. so I mean we're still expecting another polar shift not probably not in our lifetime we'll probably be dead but um. The Earth will experience another polar shift at one point. That's yeah. probably going to wipe out humanity. But still, it's it's going to happen. Like if if that if we're basing it off like oh the Earth was just designed with these like two entrances, that doesn't really make sense unless they're implying that the uh, the 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 underground dwelling creatures were the ones <laughs> that built these these like entrances to to hollow Earth kind of thing, which. Is a whole different story, but still, I thought the whole like polar shifts that's gonna happen, and like mm-hmm. then are there gonna be like new? Are there multiple entrances to Earth, or is like is that gonna change? Well, Santa and Satan are in conjunction with each other. Santa yeah. in the North Pole, Satan in South Pole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they're fucking over here just moving the caps around and whatnot. But um, uh, in 1818, uh, John Cleese Sims Jr. 
uh, suggested that there are, you know, again, that they're scientifically factual. There are polls. They're opening at each poll. And I don't know why I'm tripping on my words here or whatever. Uh, but John Cleese Sims was not a fucking, you know, you know, previous to uh, Mr. Haley or whatever, who was like a an astronomer and, you know, a mathematician and whatnot, like had, had a very, at that time, scientific understanding. He would, he had no scientific understanding, but he's over here saying that, you know, that the Arctic, that its opening is about 4,000 miles wide and the Antarctic, which is South Pole, has an opening which is 6,000 miles wide. Um, there's actually four inner shells um, and the sunlight that comes within there um, is actually from reflected light from the outside. So every time daylight comes in, it basically bounces around like it's a you know a laser pointer and like one of those fun mazes with all the mirrors and whatnot. Um, and that each cell moves and rotates at different rates, um, causing the compass mal- malfunctions. Uh, but later on in life, he says there's actually only one inner shell. Um, but all of these theories that he put out into the world I believe he was just like an army general or whatever, so I'm I'm sure he's like suffering from like PTSD yeah, at this yeah. point or whatever. Uh, but all of these like theories that he put out there in the universe uh, sparked you know multiple expeditions to the North Pole to find this four thousand mile opening at the top of the Earth, which they never found, by the way. They never found there. What was that pilot? I'm sure we'll talk to. Oh, bird. Yeah, that guy that said like he claimed that he flew his plane in there and like. That's the part where I was like, man, there's so much, so many points in this story where I just want to call bullshit. But that's probably the first one where I'm just like, oh, this is kind of bullshit here, yeah. my dude. Uh, and then like, he couldn't find it later or something like that. And I was like, you made it sound like that shit was big as fuck. Well, the reptilians, what they did is they got their 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 spackle. <laughs> they yeah. put their fake snow. If you listen to the Iceberg Conspiracy episode, they got all of their fake snow <laughs> that they got from the fake news source. That's how it was funded by George Soros and the fake news. And they shellacked it all. And this is why you cannot travel to the Antarctic Circle anymore. Dude, I used to go to elementary school with this kid who claimed that uh, he fell into a pool. And then when he fell into the pool, it was another world. And I was like, that's got to be true. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, this kid is insane. Like, that's not true. Even as a kid, I was like, you're fucking lying, dude. Like, show me this goddamn pool. Um, and I feel like he, this guy is just the adult version of that kid mm-hmm. who is just, like, trying to, like, sell newspapers. And keep in mind, this is the era of, like, how are you going to fact check me? How are you going to make sure I don't, like, I'm not lying? Like, I could fucking sell millions of books now because I saw this one thing while I was flying my plane. It, it's It's insane to me that like this kind of becomes like historic like and a lot of hollow earthers point this out as like remember that guy that was flying that plane and he saw the entrance or these first two people that i just mentioned yeah you know and it's just like they use again to reference what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode where it's just like you have all these like cultures that are trying to use their limited knowledge to explain you know a hot cave or you know things that they saw in the cave or whatever they don't have all the knowledge that we have today and they're they're citing scientists that were just using theories, which have been proven not to be true. Uh, but that's the whole basis of their argument right here. And one of the things that I did think was interesting is, so he says that there's four, like, Earths, right? Yeah. Like those Russian dolls, which I'll, if you listen to a lot of these, any podcasts about Hollow Earth, they always mention Russian dolls. Because it is a good analogy. Uh, a good analogy. So, um they mentioned that, but then there is a little bit of truth to that. Like we do now believe that there were, there are like 
four layers to earth to the mm-hmm. point where you become you get to the most like compact whether that just be like molten rock at the I, very bottom like i i heard different things like nickel or some kind of like um ore <coughs> that which would explain like the magnetism and whatnot which would also make sense too because it's like a metal that would keep mm-hmm. you know everything together and whatnot so um but like what he's saying though it's not just so much like layers like have you ever like been to like a white person's house and they're like, we're making Mexican bean dip. And it's like seven layers of like oh, yeah. the top layer is guacamole. And then we got some sour cream and then we got some cheese and olives and then beans. And yeah, you know, yeah. it, that's more or less how the earth is, you know, it's, yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah. like a white person, you know, you know, seven layer bean dip. Um, but then like what he's saying is just like, no, there's an earth, a literally a second earth with its own atmosphere, with its own sun. You got King Kong on level two. And then within level three, you got Godzilla. Mothra is living in level three or three and four here. Okay. And they all have their different atmospheres. They all rotate, you know, differently or whatever. They have their own politics. There's a Bernie Sanders with a a goatee (laughs) and Donald Trump is actually an amazing, you know, altruistic person and whatnot. Um, which to me doesn't make any sense at all because uh, all these theories are hinged upon like, oh, there's a different atmosphere in there. There's another sun. And you, when, when, when you go back to seventh grade, Mr. Hardgrove's class, you know, shout out to Mr. Hardgrove for all of his science knowledge that he dropped on us in you know, junior high. That's not how a sun would work. If there was a sun at each one of these layers, the fucking whole world would explode because even the smallest star, like in the whole universe or whatever, burns so hot that, you know, we wouldn't even be able to exist um, more or less like a year or two on this earth. It would be no yeah, more yeah. like from the beginning of time. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I don't think that there's a sun inside of earth. Um, But I do think that like life finds a way to like, exist in like very harsh environments like just recently i i was listening to a a completely different podcast completely unrelated to what we're talking about today but there was a podcast talking about how just a few days ago they accidentally found life in antarctica in a part that they were just like what like they had just poured like hot water on something to like clean something off Mm -hmm. trying to melt ice off of it and then when they looked there were like sponges living there yeah and like strange fishes that they'd never seen before. And they're like, what? This is like not possible. Like animals should not be able to live in these types of temperatures. There's no food sources here. Mm-hmm. Like what are they living off of? And life finds a way. I do think that it is possible. Like if you kind of wipe away a lot of these like bullshit elements of like, there's going to be a lot of giant mushrooms and a sun and King Kong's going to be there. Like, I think you forget about that element of it. Like, I don't believe that. I know a lot of flat earthers, will like harp on that shit and be like yeah that's but that's what uh hollow earth is there's fucking another world down there mm-hmm. like journey to the center of the earth or whatever like yeah i don't think that that's what's happening here i do think it's possible you can kind of convince me that there's got to be some like creatures that live very deep down there that are like v- very like Maybe they survive on some kind of form of like molten lava or something like that's just fucking crazy. But like, yeah. possible. Like it, it's just kind of like one of those things that we didn't think that we were gonna find animals that could survive in these temp like low temperatures like that. And yet they're doing it. But and like we're not saying like huge fucking animals because I don't know why it always goes that direction. Like you know that extreme where it's like oh, there's a huge chimpanzee or there's a yeah. fucking huge pterodactyl. 
And it's like, nah, it's probably not. Maybe there's an organism, like a microbe or some kind of bullshit or whatever. Like yeah. you said, some kind of bacteria that lives there, which is still life. It doesn't have to be a fucking sentient being, you know? Yeah. Or an intelligent animal and whatnot. But, like, I can see that where it's just like, oh, it just needs... You know, the worms are weird. They live fucking underground. All they do is eat dirt and shit. I yeah. mean, you mean to tell me... And like you said at the beginning of this episode, the the most... Uh, the the farthest down we've ever gone is seven and a half miles, which is like that super cola, um, not not the soft drink. Um, in Russia, it's like this is called the super cola, you know, super borehole or whatever. But it, they dug seven and a half miles down, and I mean they were still bringing up shit, and they, they would find you know bacterias and things down there. So it, it's very possible there, there's life down there, but I don't believe prehistoric animals and shit are down there at all yeah i mean it all just kind of goes back to like what you even want to call life like it's just it's so weird like the way the way we're we're we develop like like our 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 ghost life or ghost some kind of creature not carbon-based life forms obviously like we're Mm -hmm. carbon-based life forms but like like people so many people believe in ghosts you believe in ghosts oh yeah but like would a ghost fall into the life form category mm-hmm. like is that some kind of life form we just don't understand because we're more stuck on these like carbon-based life forms that we understand that's us but the reality if, if one of the things that really stuck with me since we did the uh the iceberg the conspiracy iceberg where people saying that instead of instead of like ufos like being like some outer space spacecraft what if that's just like a being that lives in like in our atmosphere like that's mm-hmm. just that's we don't know what they survive off maybe they survive off like the radiation and, and like that's what they eat or something and we just see them zipping around all over the place like there's just so many forms of, of life that we just kind of like dismiss of like well it doesn't look like us it doesn't yeah. look like a dog so what it could it be like <laughs> and that was like one of the theories too that uh ufos right or extraterrestrials or whatever they aren't really, you know, from outer space. They're actually from, like, I guess you could say, like, intraspace or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So there are these beings and crafts that, you know, live within the hollow earth and that they come out, you know, this is that's when you see them. And it kind of goes into, you know, a few sightings where, you know, it just kind of disappears or it goes, you know, behind a mountain and disappears or whatever. You know, a lot of people bring up Shambhala, you know, which is like in the Tibetan mountains and whatnot. Um, where, you know, multiple people say, yeah, I saw, I saw something zipping out of there, some kind of machinery zipping out of there, some bright lights zipping out of there and shit. And we did the episode on the 37th parallel, which is like, you know, basically the, you know, underground, you know, super highway for UFOs and whatnot. And I mean, do I believe it? No. Uh, but you know, it's an interesting uh, concept, you know, that, Hey, maybe extraterrestrials extraterrestrials were actually these beings that live under earth kind of like you know lizard people or you know how like in planet of the apes you know there's i believe it's like part three or whatever where there's like this whole like underground lizard community that lives under there you know that's like these intelligent beings and maybe those are the extraterrestrials like when we hear people who get abducted or whatever maybe the people are just being abducted under under the world or whatever, like in, in a cave system. Maybe these are cave people, those Neanderthals and humanoids that, you know, we lost contact with, you know, thousands of years ago and whatnot. Maybe these these people that, you know, developed 
within, you know, they were able to, you know, craft, you know, these machines that they'll come out of and voila, that's how you explain that. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's just interesting to me. I I think that if they were come because there's a lot of uh, UFO sightings that have been around like volcanoes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that maybe like volcanoes are entrances to like where they live, or maybe they're just fueling up at a volcano going like, Hey, this is free molten lava. Mm -hmm. Like this shit's more valuable than gas. And like, that's what they like fuel their ships with. I don't know. Maybe just very, very, very interesting stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, shit's, <laughs> shit's wild. So, um, I, to me too, like a lot of like these legends, uh, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people, um, get these ideas, you know, from the book of, you know, journey to the center of the earth, uh, by Jules Verne, uh, where he very much explores like a hollow earth, you know, containing two, you know, binary stars, uh, called Pluto and, uh, Prosper Teen, I want to say, um, but that comes out in 1864. And you mentioned it too, where it's just like this is very much in you know the the time period where it's like, well, how the hell are you going to fact check me? Well, there's a lot of people that would read a book like you know center to you know travel journey to the center of the earth and take it as fact. You know, you got all these like pseudo scientists out here, you know, saying that you know there's Earth with you know four different cores and whatnot, and then you have all this fiction as well, science fiction that's out there too. That's not necessarily presenting itself as you know we we see a movie like fucking you know. Mortal Kombat, which is about to come out, you know, in a couple couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the, the Rings, which obviously is a work of fiction or whatever. Uh, but this is a time period where it's just like, hey, I'm here to sell some books. I'm not going to tell you if this is real or fake or not. And so a lot of people just like, you know, <laughs> you know, fake news, you know, uh, Fox News or OAN or, you know, one of those like networks or whatever, uh, InfoWars or whatever, they tell you something and then like people just believe it. InfoWars is true, by the way. Just <laughs> want to point that out. Truth Warriors. <laughs> George Soros is a fucking space alien. I just tagged you in a, in a, uh, <laughs> a King Leo's pizza thing. So oh. just heads up. God bless. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah, sorry, you were going down this path here of, uh, the original fake news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, unfact checkable fake news. But yeah, I mean like there was that really famous um book, the the Knickerbocker book, mm-hmm. which is where like the New York Knicks get their with their their name from. And I think that there were I don't know if you would do you have this in your notes? I don't have it in my notes, but like just the the concept of a flat earth got its like second wing during second wind during um that time period because in the um in that book it claimed that that flat earth was a very like widespread thing and like this whole oh, like yeah. r- round earth thing was a new thing and like so it basically kind of reintroduces the flat earth concept as like so many people believe this and like it's it's got to be true of somebody who will believe it even though that book is full of lies like there's no fact checking in that book but people took the knickerbocker book as like this very true true work of 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 uh nonfiction and people like held it up as like the new bible of like everybody needs to be reading the knickerbocker thing and like it became so popular eventually they named a a bank after it and they named a book after i mean yeah the book was already there but the basketball team comes from that and like new yorkers started calling themselves like knickerbockers Knickerbockers and like because they were like the more like leaning towards those frame of minds kind of thing and like 
it it is wild that you could just put out some work of like bullshit and people would just be like, "Yep, that's what's going on now." And that's the same book that has the Headless Horseman in it, like the original Headless Horseman. Oh, people, wow. People were like, yeah, that's fucking out there, man. Like, there is a Headless Horseman somewhere around here. <laughs> we, just need to, we just need to catch that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's running wild like Hulkamania and yeah. shit. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But all it is is more or less like a, a marketing ploy to get you to buy these, you know, books, mm-hmm. you know? And, it, I mean, it makes sense. I'm not going to hate the hustle. But at the same time, it's it's infiltrating like true science. And one point I wanted to bring up too is just like science. You, you, not everything is like science fact, you know. Even things that we believe, you know, today, you know, just absolute like this is yeah. fact, fact. They still call it theories because for something to be actually considered, you know, fact, fact, it has to be continuously fact checked. That's like a theory, though. You know, it has to be independently researched. You know, tests have to be conducted like time and time and time and time again until it becomes an absolute truth. I mean, that's just science 101. And the thing that kept tripping me up about because what I was trying to do my research, like I would look at people who, you know, were just doing it like us, like doing like, you know, just like, oh, here's our one week's of research, you know, from Wikipedia yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right. And like here, here, here are the scientists that introduced, you know, these facts, whatever. But then like I would listen to like a podcast where it was just like all dedicated to fucking hollow earth and whatnot. And they all just kept, you know, referencing like these first two, you know, gentlemen or these other, you know, scientists, pseudo scientists. And you look, you look at that and it's just like, you can't just say like, oh, that's, that's the beginning of the end to this, to this theory. And now it's fact or whatever. The earth is hollow because it's like science is forever going to be fact checked and moved on. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very much moving like on a timetable of like, this could change next week. I believe our sisters from the, we're not sure yet podcast. They did this topic a couple months ago and they were even saying that I had already had that thought in my mind, but you know, I believe it was uh, Liz. She articulated it was just like, "Hey, what you know as science fact today might change tomorrow because we might have some more information about it." So this is where hollow earthers, I believe, get tripped up. Where it's just like they live in this. Oh, okay, this is what this one guy said back in like the 1700s and whatnot, yeah. or 1600s and whatnot, and we're just gonna live by that today. And it's like, no, we've figured out so much more about our Earth and how it works and whatnot, or God or whatever concept you want. Like that, it's just like all of that has changed. Like yeah. the science has progressed way past that. People in the 1800s used to used to uh, fucking take cocaine for headaches. Yes, and like people used to drill holes into their minds to help their brains expand, so they can have a, they can be smarter to give their brains more room. They would drill holes into their heads until they started developing like <laughs> fucking uh, infections from having a hole in their head. But like that was something that science was in favor of at one point. And like yeah. cigarettes are good for you in the 50s. It's and like health food. Yeah, like it was just so many things that were just like fucking backwards that like we know now to women used to put dog urine on their face to keep them looking young. Like things change over years. Like we very much know like that's not good for you and maybe you shouldn't fucking trim spa killed Anna Nicole Smith and that shit was legal for some reason. Like <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like and that's not even that many years ago. That's like fucking like ten, 10 years ago yeah. or something like that. Like yeah, I mean, like, where we're at in society, we're constantly, like, evolving. We have to evolve. And I do think that the thing that does trip me out to be, like, you know, to play the devil's avocado here, mm-hmm. um, the thing that does trip me out is that there are so many things that are just theory. Like, we 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 know in theory that we 
we in theory we think that there are those four layers. Reality, we don't know. We haven't dug that deep. Like we just don't know. That's just a theory. There's no way to fact check that because we can't drill that deep. We there's just no way as of as of right now. Mm-hmm. But we know something's going on down there, and there's something's causing a magnetic pull to keep us like grounded on Earth. And gravity is the other one. I know I mentioned it a few times now, but gravity is one of those things that like. We know so little about it's all theory of why we have this amount of gravity on Earth mm-hmm. and why Mars has a different amount of gravity and maybe the size of the planet is causing the, the differences in in gravitational pull. But it's just it's it I do find it a little bit trippy that like we know the concept of it, like we understand the concept of gravity, but we know it more as a concept and less of a like fact of why it's operating the way it operates mm-hmm. and why at one point it just like breaks loose. And we still, our planet itself has a gravitational pull to the sun. That's why we all kind of stay linked together and like, and this like system. Const- yeah. yeah. Like there's like giant dance that we do around the sun. It's, it's crazy, but it's like, it's interesting that we, we're all just tied together somehow by this like the invisible force that we just, don't really understand. Really explain. Yeah. We can't explain it, but we know it's that, again. It's that whole like algebra to a dog, where it's like I get it. I even like the smartest dog, or whatever. Uh-huh. Maybe algebra to a dolphin. They're a little smarter, <laughs> but um, where it's just like they're not gonna be able to carry the two. Yeah, it's just like I I see what you like. I see how like you drew that, but I don't know what you're talking about, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I'm I'm glad you brought up you know gravity. You know, a lot of people. This is this is like where hollow earth you know to the science community this is like where everything you know comes to a halt first and foremost like if the earth was completely hollow like a fiero rocher candy or whatever right the what we know of gravity means that if the earth was just hollow right it was just like this just echoey ass cave or whatever or even let's say there is a couple of shells within it or whatever right what we know of uh gravity and the force that it produces is that the earth would like crumble upon itself or what it would do is over a few thousand years or a hundred years or whatever, what it would do is become actually smaller because things, you know, that have a, the gravity that Earth has, has a tendency to, you know, clump together. And there's been many scientific, again, there it goes, like scientific tests mm-hmm. that test this out, like when you do, you know, gravity. And that's why you, that's why the planets in our solar system, that's why they're all circular or whatever, because there's an equal pull that draws everything, you know, to its core. And that's how you get the shape of them, depending on, you know, the mass, you know, creating all that. Sorry, Mr. Hargrove. I probably am not articulating that correctly, but I know <laughs> what I'm talking about here. Shout out to you. Um, but then Is he still all- alive? You think he's still alive? He's pretty up there in age. I right? thought he died a couple of years ago. I thought he had like a heart attack, like walking across the street to work. Oh, that's scary. Uh, it'd be cool if like his head was in a jar. <laughs> in the classroom <laughs> and shit. Yeah, like it, like all of a sudden, like the, the room just gets dark <laughs> and yeah. like there's like like fucking three-dimensional head comes out like maybe a nine in a jar but like he's like some fucking like villain from like <laughs> like the 1960s where his head is just like this like floating orb around the classroom but still he's like still boring as fuck ah, gravitational pull of uh, my, the my, mouse. my favorite thing is like this kid asked him one time like mr hargrove why does it hurt when you add alcohol to a cut and he was like, well, you got to understand that uh, if you have nerve endings there that have been down. And he just went down like this long thing. And that kid used to do that on purpose just so he can go on these long tangents. 
Oh man, it was genius. That dude though had an answer for everything though. I wish I wish he was still alive. If he is still alive to the descendants of Mr. Argo or whatever, I apologize. Shout him out so he can get on the show and explain, you know, gravity to us better than I can or whatever. Um, but they have done tests. Uh, one of them is the Shahalgan experiment. Sorry, my German's not on point here. Uh, where they did test like the gravitational pull of, you know, a mountain, you know. So what they did is they conducted a vertical deflection experiment at two different altitudes to determine how local mass anomalies affected gravitational pull. And this is what kind of like, you know, like you were talking about with the Knickerbocker books or what, book or whatever, where it's just like there was a scientist, a hotshot scientist was just like, yo, I don't think this hollow earth shit is correct because it goes against everything we do know about gravity. And to prove my point, I'm going to do this experiment. So I guess they went to like these two different mountain ranges and they, uh, they were able to, you know, graph out like gravitational pull. And they said that if the earth was hollow, like it would just crumble upon itself. If you apply these forces to what we do know about how big the earth is. Yeah, I that makes a lot of sense. And that's one of the things that I talk I talked about. I was thinking about during the research for this was I mean, I think it's hollow to a certain extent, but at some point it's got to be compacted. I mean, that's gravity, the same thing that's keeping us from flying off the earth is the same thing that's got to become more and more compact the, the further and further you go down. That's probably why caves start getting harder and harder to go down them as as you go deeper and deeper that's why that one cave and we were only able to dig our own hole <laughs> almost eight miles or something isn't yeah. that the same hole that on the um on the art bell show they heard like the sounds of hell or something yeah. like that that shit was weird <laughs> which i mean hey who knows you know what i'm saying like yeah but like even like when you look at like a picture again the, to get to the earth's core let me do some quick math on my computer here to get to the earth's core that's four thousand miles and if I believe, if my public education <laughs> did not steer me wrong, a mile is 5,280 feet, right? Times 4,000. That is like 21,120,000 feet down, right? If we're only able to go seven and a half feet down. And then you mentioned like that cave, right? Like the, the most traveled cave or whatever was just basically the space needle in the empire state building you know, yeah. on top of each other i don't even believe that would be a mile uh so let's say seven and a half times 5280 i apologize for my let me look up how tall the empire state building is okay it's probably not that tall though i can't imagine it being more than two miles tall yeah so that's thirty nine thousand six hundred feet that's the most that we've been able to dig and when you look at like a graph of what, you know, we do know of like how dense the earth is by using seismic waves, that's how we're able to figure out how, you know, deep the earth is and like how dense it is or whatever. It's like barely like a spick of like, like appears like on the graph or whatever, like mm-hmm. 39,600 feet. That's the most we've been able to go when you consider it to get to the core core where, where hell is at, where Satan, where George Soros himself. <laughs> and the Wait, people. how how deep was it that we were going in? We went down 39,600 feet. 39. Okay. The yeah, Russian that's, 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 yeah, say. that's way deeper because 
The Empire State Building is only 1,454 feet, and I don't know how tall the Space Needle is, but I don't think it's going to be more than 400 more feet on top of that. So like yeah. maybe 1,800, somewhere right around there. Yeah, and then when you look at like the graph of like how far we were able to dig, like it's like it's like nothing. It's like almost like a pore like on my skin, if yeah. that or whatever, Like considering you have to go down all five foot eight of me and shit like that. And it's just like, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, ne- we're probably not hollow at yeah. that point. One thing I did find really interesting is in some of these caves, so it starts getting cold at at some point Mm -hmm. during these caves, like freezing cold temperatures, so much so that even these, the ones that are only like 1,800 feet in the ground, they had to wear like like protective suits just because it was freezing temperatures down there. Mm -hmm. But then if you go deeper, it starts getting hot now so it's just like it's like molten lava like to the point where it's melting your instruments that to me is just like that is super fascinating that there's like layers of temperatures to this shit oh yeah and before we started recording we were talking about antarctica which probably deserves its own topic somewhere down the line maybe Mm -hmm. a month or two down the line but um i was watching i went through that whole rabbit hole about antarctica right and they were saying that like you know for the most part for most of the year like it's inhabitable inhabitable um, even like funguses and shit like that aren't like there's a whole community that goes down there every single year and they say that their trash doesn't rot, you know, things, you know, don't stink or whatever, just because, you know, there's no, it, it can't survive like in those elements or whatever. Right. But they did discover somewhere in Antarctica, this like vast fucking continent of fucking ice or whatever, that there's actually landmass underneath all of this ice. And in that uh, landmass, there's like a series of fucking like volcanoes and fucking underground uh, magma that is fucking the hottest place on Earth. So it's this weird dichotomy where it's just like this is like the most inhabitable place in the whole world, right? Our world. And it's also probably, I believe, like the coldest place. Don't quote me on that. I didn't look up that up, but I'm just going to assume, right? But then also, too, within the same region, this is where you find some of the hottest temperatures with, you know, more or less towards the surface of the earth. Like right here. Not the equator. Not in Bakersfield. But fucking in <laughs> Antarctica. It gets pretty hot here. Yeah. I can't wait for it to hit 115. That's going to suck. Man, are you ready for summer? Nope. Fuck four months I from now. I hate summer in Bakersfield. It's the fucking grossest thing ever, man. Especially like when all of my shirts are black. And <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Like, I don't understand people that enjoy summer, man. It's fucking disgusting here. Fucking nudists. Yeah. Not even nude. You think nudists? Maybe. Yeah, maybe nudists. <laughs> we got the balls out. Yeah. Um, but another theory that revolves around hollow earth uh, that comes up is con- concave hollow earth, which basically states that we are within the hollow earth. What Everything that you see around us is that, you know, we are in it. So basically, picture like a ball that you get from like the ball pit, like at your local grocery store, right? And we're not on the surface of it, but we're on the inside of it. We're living our day. So the sun and the universe and everything that you know, it's within that ball that you got from the grocery store. And that that's, that explains the gravity theory, is that gravity is pushing outward towards everything else. So that's why the hollow earth, quote unquote, the concave hollow earth, that's why everything's not crumbling around itself because we're actually living on the inside and that gravity is pushing all the way around. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll be never be able to prove it, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, gravity's crazy. Gravity's crazier than magnets. Magnets and gravity, who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
But Hitler actually believed in this theory. That's why I yeah. bring it up uh, because um, a lot of people say that like during you know World War Two, um, you know Hitler he would send uh, missiles and all sorts of different stuff because he believed in the concave hollow earth theory. He also believed like in a lot of like black magic. Stuff. He was into that weird shit, man. Like the bell, the 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 German bell, where he was trying to create like flying objects that were like UFOs kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. He was very much into like let's find out what's in Antarctica. Yeah, and maybe he's found something. That's why we don't go there. But yeah, but he was trying to like bounce, you know, missiles off of like the rim of the Earth, to hit Great Britain from there, to spy on them by you know using radio waves by his understanding of concave hollow Earth. And there's a lot, of, and this is unsubstantiated, uh, but they believe, like you were saying, that the Nazis, you know, a lot of them like fled to um, Argentina and to mm-hmm. South America. And you were mentioning, I don't know if it was before we started recording or at the beginning of this episode. Where, you know, Chile, you know, which is like right there by Antarctica or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of sympathy towards, you know, the Nazi regime during World War II. And instead of surrendering to the Allies, what they did is is they just, you know, all, you know, escaped there. And a lot of people believe that Hitler actually, you know, went to Argentina, then went to Chile or whatever, and then went to this opening within Hollow Earth. And that's where Hitler, you know, lived out the rest of his days was inside of the hollow earth yeah. where he made friends with a bunch of UFOs. And this is how you got all that Nazi technology. Cause as you know, you know, later, you know, a couple of decades down the line, you know, Americans, you know, we appropriate a lot of Nazi scientists and that's how we get the technology for it's the operation si- paperclip. Yeah. The Saturn five, which goes to the moon, which art doesn't believe that we did, but um, that's how you got that technology was from, you know, these UFOs that lived within the hollow earth that gave that information to the Nazis, which eventually came to America. Yeah. I mean, the Nazis are their own like thing where it's like their technologies were like, were they like above the time period? Like they were just kind of like weirder than everyone else. Like they were just into weird shit. Yeah, they were. And they were also all on meth. Yeah. So, I don't know. Have you seen that show Hunters, by the way? Yes, I have. Yeah, okay. with uh, Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I think I finished it. I don't remember if I finished it or not. Yeah. But it was all right, as far as I can remember. I kept falling asleep while watching. <laughs> but, uh, it must not have been that good then, Art. Yeah. I remember being entertained, but I can't remember it that well. But uh, anyways, long story short, interesting. Interesting stuff. The Nazis, very interesting people. Um <laughs> I don't know if I believe that they went into Hollow Earth, though. Um, but I know that that was one of his like big fascinations that we can make it. In, but that was that time period again, like center of the uh, journey to the center of the Earth was like the hot book. I'm sure Hitler read that book and go like, "Oh yeah, let's go to the center of the Earth," or whatever. Oh, that's a bad German accent, but like. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, too, a lot of people said too. I mean, the whole idea of like Aryan as like the the master race or whatever also comes from hollow earth where it was believed that um the nordic ideal was actually these cave dwelling you know hollow earthers which were all like seven foot five people that were fucking blonde hair blue eyed you know could you know move rock with like a flick of their hand or whatever and that hitler was actually he wasn't trying to be like the fucking Scandinavians, but it was actually trying to be this like race of super people that were located in the hollow earth. <laughs> yeah, he, he nailed it, man. I guess so. He nailed it. You you know, know, I he, mean, you look at Dirk Nowinski, seven feet tall, and he can shoot a three like that. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
He's German. He's German. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Nowitzki. Yeah, he's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's those are wild like things. He was very much obsessed with the whole like Nordic, um, like blonde, blue eyed type of thing, and like the Aryan race kind of like vibe to his whole thing. And that's another thing that people say like the people that live in Hollow Earth are like they look like the nordics which is like an alien term people people if you ever look up nordic aliens that's what mm-hmm. they'll look like um which i think is weird that you would why would you even have like wow i i, I would imagine people that lived under under the ground probably don't have very good skin or like <laughs> skin at all maybe maybe uh-huh. they're more like rock people or something look like thing from fantastic four yeah you know what's funny like when we did the uh iceberg thing we talked about the um the rock ape or whatever like well that was one of those conspiracies that like when they were fighting the be mm-hmm. whatever like they kept seeing like rock apes like throwing rocks at them and they would just scurry back into the into the mountains or something like that and that's what i would imagine some like underground dwelling creature to to look like like s- nature creates weird insects that like look like plants look like flowers that we have fucking armadillos and like different animals that just like very much have hard shells and could create these like illusions and things like that, like squids or whatever. Like, or fish with light bulbs on the top of their heads. Yeah. Like I could see how like they would, nature would create a creature that's like very much like blends into like rock environments and just looks like a rock and then just like scurries down like a giant <laughs> rock spider kind of thing. I don't know. Just, to, just throwing that out there. Yeah. I don't think they would look like a fucking, uh, like Ace of Base. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you fucking, you fucking beautiful Germans, <laughs> <laughs> or fucking Abba or something like that. I just doubt that they would look like that. So, um, with that said, I mean, I really don't have anything else of no. I mean, we could do like every other podcast and list every fucking outdated, you know, scientist that you know placed like a sun and hollow earth, like in their book, uh, a journey to Earth's interior uh, by Marshall Gardenia, uh, Vladimir Vladimir Obchevchev. Um, wrote a book called Plutonia, which said that there is a sun in prehistoric species inside the opening of Arctic. But it's just all, it, to me, it just seems like a gradual, like everything started from like our basic understanding, you know, like I mentioned, like these primitive people and, you know, religious texts, like from way back in time or whatever, uh-huh. to like all these stories, like being compiled up. This is before, you know, fact checkers and whatnot. So it just seems like stories just kept like the, like telephone just kept getting built upon and built upon and built upon until like science came together and was like, nah, this is just not how the earth and, you know, planets operate. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, I definitely think that society could, societies could go downward eventually. I mean, there's this whole belief that like, life was on Mars at one point and then eventually some like drought or something forced them to go under. I mean, animals now like live underground, like there's snakes that live underground, insects live underground. Very possible that, you know, the surface of the earth is, or the surface of other planets including our own. That's not all that's like living on this planet. Um, so, I mean, I think that it could be, be like creatures like animals that like we just haven't discovered because we can't go that deep or we just don't really understand the concept of like the way their organisms work but as far as if we're gonna find a godzilla down there i don't think we're gonna find a godzilla down there no 
Um, but the reptilians probably are in the Denver airport or underneath the Denver airport. <laughs> We're going to do a reptilian episode. One day we'll do that episode. I just feel like that one's just like. It's there. And I feel like we needed to touch on this first yeah. just to lay the foundation a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with that said, Art, do you have anything else? Uh, nah, I mean, shout out. I mean, DMX died. <laughs> That's true. Uh, shout out DMX. Keep doing what you're doing. He, he was, I wouldn't say he's one of like the more like influential rappers in my life but like and then there was x was like one of the first cds i bought ever mm-hmm. bought so that was you know big to hear that one over and over i bought that one when i bought the tupac was outlaws album as well so i, I got those like sam goodies together so like that was cool i mean that's 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 hip-hop that was like popping off when we were younger and i really enjoyed like rough riders anthem and things like that so um I know that his life towards the end started to spiral and he was not relevant. He didn't, he was not, you know, it's probably why he OD'd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was getting kind of rough there. He did some years in prison and like thing, things get rough, man. Like things get rough. It doesn't matter how famous you are and how like popular you are. Shit, shit can go wrong. You need a financial advisor that, <laughs> that can help you out during rough times. Yeah, shout out to Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. DMX should have reached out to Jenny and possibly gotten some financial advice from her. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Looked into some NFTs. Yeah. Um, but no, like Art said with the whole DMX thing, yes, you know, if you're listening to this in the future and this is old news by now, um, you know, this is the week that DMX did pass away. It's sad because, you know, he, you know, he suffered that, you know, heart attack. Um, and, you know, he was on life support and they believe in the rock, you know, was saying that like, man, I was really pulling for you. I mean, even my mom who never listened to DMX, you know, who he was obviously because I lived in the house during the late nineties and early two thousands, even she was pulling for him, you know, she didn't know his music at all, but it's just like one of those stories, like you were just rooting for him to make it through the other side. Cause it is tragic, you know, 50 year old man fucking ODs or whatever from a fucking severe heart attack and whatnot. And it's rough to, I mean, he, I believe my neighbor was telling me he had like 17 kids, you know, Oh wow! and they were all going in and out due to COVID protocol, like one at a time to say their goodbyes and shit. It just sucks. You know, to, you know, somebody, I, I, I put it in the group that was just like, it was like a little piece of my childhood died by no means was DMX. One of my favorite rappers, but I respect what he did. You know, that he suffered from, I believe bipolarism, or something like that and one of the songs like i was watching a video of like how his songs were like a lot of it was like dealing with like those demons like that song stop being greedy which is probably my favorite dmx song where he's like exploring both sides of his personality like you know the sweet you know man that wants to do good but then there's like yeah, that yeah. demon guy that just wants to end people's lives and shit and then you know, like you have songs like slipping and shit like that hey, like yo, i'm slipping i'm falling i can't get up he was I wouldn't say he was ahead of his time, but he was definitely a guy that, like, very much... I was talking to Jesus about this the other day, and we were just talking about how if he would have died, like, after and then there was X, like, he would have had, like... He would have been, like, legendary status if he would have died during those time periods. That's a whole different argument for, like, what makes people legendary Mm -hmm. in, in, like, their statuses. But, um... Um... He is, I, I would say he is one of the most influential guys in the hip-hop, like, game of all time. Like, mm-hmm. just his voice alone. Like, you heard his voice. People made fun of his voice later on where he's like, hey, yo, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like, who was the comedian that did that? Um, The one that was, I don't know if you ever heard that joke where, like, 
DMX couldn't keep his. Oh, it was uh, Cat Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat Williams is a funny DMX joke, but um, but yeah, I mean, like he is still like really influential. His music, you know, will live on forever, and like mm-hmm. that's that's all you that's all you can ask for. But also same thing, like not to keep harping on the whole mental health thing, but like you know, like the guy was bipolar, and like I think that especially like in like people of like of color like black people and like hispanic people like things like that it's just like, you just have to bury that shit and not don't talk about it yeah and it's just like man i'm so sick of that shit go yeah. watch that show i was telling you about the the last chance you or whatever and you see like all these young dudes that are like dealing with those things and like their answer is usually like, just bury it just play football harder like, yeah <laughs> mama mentality and that's another thing where it's just like come on man like stop using that like i, I agree in hard work and all that shit but that's not what that's supposed to be yeah, so rest in peace, DMX. Um, see you on the other side. Hope you hope you found your peace, man. Um, that's all I can say on that. So with that said, guys, uh, not to end it on a on a bad note, guys, make sure you check out all of our social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A One. So shout out A One. That how that's how a steak is done. Get at me so I can get some money off of that promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to see some of our cool designs, if you want to rock an Art and Jacob Do America T-shirt, uh, go to tpublic.com under um, Art and Jacob Do America to search for our designs. Hopefully, hopefully sometime within this year we'll have a couple more designs up or whatever, so we can have uh, some cool shit for you guys to rock outside and. On the, on the concave hollow earth world you can have that out there um, we are official members of the pod building network so if you like this podcast and you want to hear other great podcasts that are just as good if not better than us uh, go to podbelly.com where you check out our homies from the you know Selfie King podcast uh, the RRBG podcast um, there's another one on there called it from a Gen X point of view I'm in checking that one out it's pretty good uh, but you know just go down the directory uh, see what um See what uh, tickles your fancy or whatever, right? Uh, but with that said, oh, shit, I feel like I have some other stuff that we got to shout out, but I forgot. Oh, Patreon. Guys. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're not signed up to the Patreon, just just head on over to patreon.com slash America. Uh, $1, uh, that gets you four episodes per month. That's 25 cents an episode. And we say it every single week. And this week is no exception. You know, nine times out of ten, the Patreon episode is a thousand times better than the actual episode episode. So head on over there. We'll give you financial advice. We'll give you spiritual advice. <laughs> and we'll also give you uh, uh, health advice as well. So uh, with that said, Art, you got anything else, my guy? No. Tell your mommy and boo too. If you enjoy the show, shout out Podbelly. i got to get a backpack. i got to get a Podbelly backpack from Brent. So I'm going to try to see if I can just swing by and so I don't have to buy the uh, shipping handling fees <laughs> and all that. But <laughs> Head on over there. <laughs> But yeah, check out the Podbelly website and buy stuff from Podbelly as well. Yeah, so with that said, everybody, have a good night. Ideas of an occupied hollow earth would be revisited nearly two centuries later in 1947 when famous polar explorer Admiral Richard Byrd flew reconnaissance missions over the North Pole. Bird allegedly reported in his private journal about a mysterious land beyond the North Pole, which he called the center of the great unknown. Admiral Richard Bird was able to fly to the North Pole and back and recorded flying over lush green areas where none should have been. And then three years later, he flew over the South Pole. 
It's rumored that when Admiral Byrd's task force actually got to Antarctica, that one of the first things they discovered was an entrance into a hollow earth civilization that was populated by very, very advanced beings. Admiral Byrd made a lot of unusual statements, including talking about what he called a new kind of craft that could fly from pole to pole. And this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.